1: sunday everyone and welcome to the build up as we get ready for today's showdown between your san jose sharks and the chicago blackhawks the sharks enter the day in fifth place in the pacific division through 20 games 10 wins nine losses and one overtime loss and they are coming off friday night's loss to the leafs the sharks are on a five-game road trip starting today in chicago on tuesday they will take on the devils at four thursday the islanders at 4 30 Friday, the Rangers at four, and then on Sunday at Columbus, three o'clock start. That's before they come home to a seven-game homestand five of which are against divisional opponents. Also, on the 11th of December, Joe Pavelski will be making just his second trip back to San Jose since leaving in free agency after the 2018-2019 season. But remember to stay here on the Sharks Audio Network today as our pregame coverage starts at 3.30 in the game at 4 as the Sharks and Hawks do battle. Now for some news and notes from around the NHL this morning. The Islanders have had their next two games postponed due to COVID. The league announced this yesterday. That means the game that was scheduled for today against the Rangers and for the Flyers Tuesday will not be happening for now. The Islanders had six players in the protocol during a 1-0 loss to the Pens on Friday. And more players entered the protocol on Saturday. Additionally, the Islanders' practice facility will be closed for the next three days. If the players and staff test negative three straight days, they could begin skating again on Wednesday. As it stands now, the Islanders' next game would be on Thursday against us, the Sharks. These will be the fourth and fifth games postponed by the league this year. Last season, 55 games were postponed and all were made up. Alex Ovechkin is on the verge of history, or more history. Working
2: through center, plays it hard around. Oshie at the half board, spins it on top. Carlson will walk the line. John Carlson feeds, Ovechkin fires, he scores! A bullet from the grade eights.
1: You remember that power play goal he scored against the Sharks last week? He is now one goal shy of tying the all-time power play goal mark and two goals shy of becoming the league's all-time power play goal scoring leader. Obviously, more attention has been paid to his climb up the all-time goal scoring list, but this mark is most definitely worthy of attention as well. Ovi has led the league in power play goals six times throughout the course of his 16 seasons in the NHL up to this point. He did it for five straight seasons from 2012-2013 through 2016-2017. Speaking of the Caps, Lars Eller could be returning to the team today. He has been out the past six games due to COVID-19. He said he was felt like he was close to returning after yesterday's practice, but was waiting to see what happened next. Eller had tested positive before the Caps' 3-2 overtime loss to the Ducks on the 16th. Eller said he had symptoms which felt like a mild flu for a few days, and he had to quarantine in Anaheim before he went back to Washington this past Wednesday. The Blues' James Neal was placed on long-term injured reserve after missing the past two games with an undisclosed injury. He did practice this past Wednesday, but left early after aggravating the injury. Neal had scored four points in 17 games with the Blues this year, his first season in St. Louis. Bad news for the Flyers. Nate Thompson suffered a dislocated shoulder after falling into the boards in the third period of Friday's 6-3 loss to the Hurricanes. Thompson becomes the fourth Flyers' center out with an injury. Kevin Hayes is week to week after re-injuring his surgically repaired abdominal muscle. Patrick Brown is out indefinitely due to a thumb injury. And Derek Broussard is going to be out at least another week due to a lower body injury that happened against the Lightning on Tuesday. The Flyers have lost five straight. They take on the Devils today. The Kings could be getting Drew Dowdy back to their lineup in the next few days. That's according to Kings head coach Todd McClellan. He was back skating on Wednesday with a full contact jersey for the first time since he hurt his knee on the 22nd of October when he took a knee to knee hit from Yanni Hockenpah. It was expected initially that Doughty would be out eight weeks overall, and it would be six weeks before he returned to skating. So, at five ish weeks, he is definitely far, far ahead of schedule. The Kings are coming off a 4 2 win over the Senators on Saturday. They will host the Ducks on Wednesday. The Senators have placed goalie Matt Murray on waivers. Murray is currently in year two of a four-year $25 million deal after being acquired in a trade with the Pittsburgh Penguins in October of 2020. So far this year, Murray is 0-5-0 with a 3.26 goals against average and an 8.90 save percentage in six games this year. He was 10-13-1 with a 3.38 goals against average and an 8.93 save percentage in 2021 through 27 games. The Senators say that if he gets picked up, so be it, but if not, they will send him to the American League and have the opportunity to get his game back on track. The Sens are 4-14-1 and have the fewest points in the NHL and have allowed the most goals per game. They are also 27th in goals scored. As we look ahead to the Sharks and Blackhawks tonight, we are past now the Thanksgiving holiday in America, which is a reference point for NHL teams during the hockey season. And I wanted to kind of go over the assessment of where the Sharks are at this point. This is what Mark Masters of TSN had to say about the Sharks when I asked him about Team Teal the other day.
0: I'm, in, I'm impressed with San Jose. I mean, they I'm surprised and impressed uh, from what I've seen. They seem to to, to be playing A, hard, and B, structured uh, they're getting good goaltending which is always big old friend uh, James Reimer of course uh, mm-hmm. was so popular in Toronto this will be an interesting goaltending matchup because it's really the last two goalies that the Leafs organization has developed itself um, that's been an area of, of, of that, that the, the team believes they can improve on is developing goaltenders so Reimer's been excellent and that's you know you're nowhere without a goaltender so uh, I've been impressed I feel like they're punching above their weight that's my my view of things so far and Um, We'll see if they can keep it going. It's such a long season. It's such a long grind. Your depth is going to be tested. But this has been a pretty uh, positive start, I would say, to the season for the the San Jose Sharks. And this will be another big test for, for them tonight against the hottest team in the NHL.
1: That was obviously before the game against Toronto, a team that they lost. But similar sentiments were echoed by Chris Cuthbert of Sportsnet.
2: Well, I, I think it's a team we're we're still learning a lot about with all these rookies. That uh, I, you know, that's uh, it, it's it's not your it's not your dad's San Jose Sharks for sure. Uh, I had a good chat with James Reimer about that though, because he was here with Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe for a short period of time and mm-hmm. talked about how the culture has been carried over by people like Logan Couture. Of course, Brett Burns was part of that you know, established culture, but it's carried over. And, and so uh, uh, I think that's, uh, that's something that's, uh, that's impressive. Uh, I've always been a Tomas Hurdle fan. Uh, I I know when I worked at, uh, at uh, the other uh, place in Canada, they did a top 50 ratings and I I put Hurdle in my top 50 after his his 30 goal season, so I, I, you know, I think there's still a lot of guys. It's, it's good to see Timo Meyer playing the way I think people in San Jose had hoped and expected. And Mario Ferraro is a guy that I'm looking forward to watching more. Uh, he's a guy that I was a little bit surprised to see on Team Canada at the World Championships, and then you start watching, but. Uh, on at the World Championships and and there was no surprise at all. He yeah. played great, so uh, and he's playing great this year. So uh, a lot of good things, but a lot of young players that uh, we're we're getting to know a little better.
1: As for where Logan Couture sees the team up to this point of the year, he offered this after the loss against Toronto. Um, it's been a wild start, really. Um, you know, going into the year, you never knew what was going to happen with COVID and and all that,
0: and uh, we got through you know our outbreak um, pretty well and. It feels like it's a lot more than 20 games, honestly. But uh, I like uh, the position we put
2: ourselves in. Um, obviously, we'd like to be in a playoff spot. There's a few points where we, we let slip away. But uh, when almost every night this year, we, we've given ourselves a chance, we've worked hard. And, um, you know, it's all you can ask for, for our group. And that's what our goal was in, into the season is,
1: is trying to outwork the other team every single night. That's all we can control in there. And for the most part, I, I've liked our, our efforts almost every night. And Bob Bugner conveyed that things have been so wild and so all over the place with the COVID outbreak, with the scheduling, with the road trips that he almost hadn't had a chance to think about truly evaluating this team up to this point. Um, you know, I think, uh, it's a good question. I think that, uh, um, we haven't really had time to stop and think about it. I think, uh, um, I like, I like our team. Um, I, I like the way we compete most nights. I think that we've been, uh, um, you know, you can hear it around a league and you can hear other people talk. They, you know, they, they know we compete and they know we uh, we play hard. That was the most important thing coming out of camp. I think after uh, after the amount of hockey we've played and, and uh, I think we're right probably where we deserve to be. Uh, but I think there's another level um, and that's going to come with, you know, Getting back to scoring some goals, we, we you know finally got a few to go for us tonight. But uh, you can't win a lot of games in this league one uh, nothing or two one every night. You need goal support, and uh, um, but I'm happy. I mean, I think the special teams have been solid. Uh, you know, Rhymes, the goaltending has been good, um, and you know, I just uh, it's it's getting a little more offense out of this lineup, but. Uh, um, you know, I think there's still another level. Nick Bonino, who has broken through with two goals in his last two games, sees the Sharks season up to this point like this. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's, it's, we're in a striking distance, I think you can say. We, you know, we had a majority of our lineup out for six games, um, six or seven games, and we we weathered the storm there. We're over 500, and um, in this league, you you look around and the parity is, They've got to be well over 500 to get in the playoffs, but uh, you know we're almost coming up on the quarter mark, and we're right there, and um, you know we'll look to improve on that in the second quarter here.
1: When Timo Meyer was asked to assess the Sharks at the roughly quarter point of the season, this was his response.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we've showed some good hockey, but we also, uh, you know, I think we, we can have some more consistency in, in uh, the way we have to play. we got to bring that more. Uh, if we want to, you know, go into the playoffs, You got to bring more consistency to, uh, to the game with, with our identity. So I think that's something that we gotta got to work on. And, uh, yeah, just keep working hard and the good things are going to happen.
1: And Mark Edward Vlasic, who at 1,100 games into his career has seen all the highs and lows, was relatively smooth when describing what he thought about the Sharks up to this point.
2: Uh, we're not far from first place. We just got to put more wins together. As soon as you lose one, you you drop two or three slots. You win a couple,
1: you move up. So we got to put a string of wins together to catch uh, Calgary and Edmonton. Looking league-wide, the Sharks got a good look at a couple of the best teams in the league up to this point in that last homestand. They got to see the Caps, they got to see the Leafs, and they got to see Carolina. They've already played Calgary, they've played Edmonton, and when we had Mark Masters in town, I asked him about his thoughts on the Leafs being one of the best teams in the league.
0: U.S. Thanksgiving obviously has a very uh, important role, I think, for a lot of hockey people. You kind of are what you are at that point. I'm not sure it's that cut and dry. There's, There's room for wiggle for, for teams to wiggle around, to, to make charges, to, to even fall back. So, but it, it, you know, it's an important to establish your identity certainly. And I think both these teams we're going to see tonight have established a bit of their, or if not their entire identity so far in terms of a roadmap for how they have to win. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Leafs are certainly in terms of the elite teams right now they're up there, but As I mentioned, and as we we touched on earlier in this discussion, nothing's going to matter until they prove it in the playoffs because they looked like an elite team all of last regular season for the most part. And then we know what happened when it really mattered uh, come, come the playoffs. So, yes, I think they're in that grouping. Florida hasn't lost at home. I mean, they've been amazing. Uh, Toronto's still chasing them in, in, in the Atlantic. The Atlantic is really top-heavy. I mean, you got the defending Stanley Cup champs, two-time defending Cup champs. Florida's been the best team in the division out of the gates. Mm-hmm. And then Boston has sort of been Toronto's bugaboo. Um, and they did beat Boston very convincingly at yeah. home this season. But um, it's, it's, it's hard to, to get a real read on where you stand uh, I got to tell you, it's fun to, to play other teams, though, because you get a, a better sense because last year it got a little boring playing the same six Canadian teams <laughs> over and over again. And certainly the North Division got a little bit of criticism for maybe not being the deepest. So um, you get a better sense right now. And yes, I would put Toronto in that top top group, at least to start this regular season.
1: But more impressively, the Sharks have gotten some nice wins against some of the best teams in the league or teams that we perceive as being top contending teams around the league. You look at Edmonton, you look at Winnipeg, you look at Calgary, you look at Carolina. These are all teams that I think have to be held in that upper echelon, including also when the Sharks beat Toronto at the start of the year. You can only play the teams that are on your schedule. And even though Toronto was not as good as they are now when the Sharks beat them, The Sharks still got the win, very much to their credit. We have breaking news out on the San Jose Sharks this morning. The team has placed Vander Kane on waivers. It is expected that he will clear waivers. If that is the case, he will be sent to the Barracuda. The team is expected to speak, but at the time of this recording, that is all the information I have for now, but there will be more information coming out. Like I said, the team is expected to speak, but for the time being, that's all we know. For me, coming into this game and what we softly call the quarter way mark for the Sharks, I would view them as being relatively, if not slightly, exceeding expectations based on what I thought they could do based on last year's performance being realistic. I think the Sharks have been in line with my expectations. They are not a top team in the league. They are not a bottom team in the league. They are somewhere in the middle. And I think that they have potential to be better than where they are, but it's a matter of whether or not that potential is realized. Right now the Sharks are a team that is having trouble putting pucks in the back of the net and that is something that needs to be rectified. I think that maybe there can be a correction because they've had a lot of open looks that have gone wide or hit off the post or have had some amazing saves you have to figure that that will swing the other direction and then maybe they'll get a couple of breaks I also think that when we look at their defense and their penalty kill it's been much better than it has been a year ago and when we compare that to what we've seen with the goaltending which has been much better this year even though both guys have had a couple of off nights for the most part the Sharks have put themselves in a better situation to win a game on a game to game basis than where they were one year ago. One year ago, they needed a top-level performance or an out-of-place performance from one of their goalies to give themselves a shot to win. Devin Dubnik was not in his top form. Martin Jones was not in his top form. It was adding up to a lot of soft goals and the Sharks being in a lot of bad situations where they were not able to be putting themselves in a position to win now when they keep games closer when they're in games later in the game they've given themselves more of a chance and they're also able to come back I mean you look at that opening game against Winnipeg they're down to nothing they storm back into the game and I think that last year you saw the Sharks show signs that they could play this more conservative this chip and chase style game where they're just a little bit cleaner and not trying to hit the home run pass but they didn't do it consistently this year because their goalies are keeping them into the games and they're not getting in huge deficits, they're able to give themselves more of a chance. They're able to give themselves more of that opportunity to have that game plan play out over the course of 60 minutes and not have everything kind of thrown to the wind right off the bat because I think that two and one year ago, we saw the Sharks entire game plan be thrown out where they had to quickly adjust on the fly and find themselves in a situation far different to where they're finding themselves this year this year because they are having a chance to stay in games and are finding a little bit more consistency from one game to the next they are having better opportunities I also think that when you combine the fact that the team is more inviting to physicality when the team is more disciplined overall when the team has guys that are starting to find their game like Nick Bonino listen there's no explaining why it takes Nick Bonino nearly 20 games into the season to get his first two goals of the year his first one came in game 19 his first one came in game or excuse me his second one came in game 20 you didn't expect it to take that long so if you have a little bit of a correction for that you can find yourself in a better situation offensively also whatever consistency they had built up over the first little bit of the season was interrupted by the COVID outbreak and guys are now trying to find their games once again one in particular that i point to is eric carlson looked very good out the gates had COVID hit has not been the player since the COVID outbreak that is something that i think will find itself once again he was in great shape Probably, and I think from what we heard, he said he was very symptomatic, but he is still a guy that is trying to find his game. But at the quarter mark, the Sharks are relatively close to what I thought they would be, if not just a little bit better by way of being or sitting at a record of 10, 9, and 1. That is not terrible, and it's a better pace than they looked at all last year, so we can appreciate what sort of an effort they're putting out and what type of team they are hoping to become. Obviously, you want to see the goals scored a bit more often, and you hope that with time and chemistry, they do turn into a little bit more of an offensive threat. But for the time being, their ability to play a hard nosed, grinded out game allows them to keep themselves in games. And it's a tough task to ask a team to play quote unquote mistake free. I don't think Bob Bugner is asking his team to be mistake free. I think he is asking his team to to not make the glaring mistakes, to not make the horrible turnovers in your own end, to not do some of the things we saw them do one year ago. Will it happen from time to time? Of course it will, that happens to the best teams, it happens to the worst teams, it happens to all teams over the course of the year. Mistakes are going to happen. However, I think that Bob Bugner is simply saying, Make a mistake from time to time. That's fine. It can't be consistent. It can't be game to game. And it can't be the type of mistake that really hurts us over the course of the game. And for the most part, I think the Sharks have stuck pretty much to that plan. Yes, they've turned the puck over. Yes, they've gotten sloppy. Yes, they have not been at their best every single minute of every single game. But I think for the most part, the trend shows the Shark playing a cleaner game while also finding ways to capitalize on the situations they find themselves in. That wraps it up for this edition of The Build-Up. Be sure to join Dan Ruzanowski for pregame coverage starting at 3.30, the broadcast at 4. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.